to another session of Rising Stars of Turf, presented by Earthworks and Dryject. Our honoree today is James Morgan, golf course superintendent at the very recently opened Wicker Point Golf Club on Lake Martin in Alabama. As a frame of reference for those of you who might have visited Farm Links, uh, Lake Martin is southeast of both Birmingham and Sylacauga. So welcome, James. Thank you, Peter. So I see that Wicker Point is a core Crenshaw design, and I was surprised actually to see that it's the first new golf construction in Alabama since 2004. It is, yeah, nearly 20 years since anything new has been built here. So pretty cool project to be a part of for the state of Alabama and obviously the Lake Martin region. Um, it's a special project. Good. So you were previously first assistant at Trinity Forest near Dallas, uh, correct? Which is another core Crenshaw layout? Correct. Yes. So I was uh, an assistant superintendent um, on the construction gr and grow in um, team there. And then um, after some shaking up of the staff, some guys left for some other opportunities moved into the superintendent title underneath underneath the director, Casey Kolf, um, and was there for a couple of years in that, in that role prior to taking this job here. Nice. Now, do I assume correctly that the core Crenshaw connection led from one place to the next? Uh, yes, it was. A, yes, I would not be here in this role if it wasn't for that uh, core and Crenshaw connection. Um, you know, Getting to know that entire construction group, obviously Bill and Ben, you know, their shapers, Jeff and Jimbo and uh, Jim Craig and some other guys, uh, you know, those relationships directly led to this opportunity. It's pretty crazy to sit here in this role now and three years ago knew very little about the Lake Martin area. Willow Point was out there and you knew Farm Links, which was kind of the the most well-known golf course in the immediate area, I think. And uh, when this opportunity came up through Bill and Ben, um, you know, jumped in and it's been an awesome experience, awesome place to live. Uh, Russell Lands, the developer, is just a tremendous company to work for and it's been a blast. So uh, Landscapes Unlimited is building it, correct? Correct. They were, yes, they were the construction company. You know, Corn Crenshaw uses their own shapers. Landscapes was in charge of portion of the clearing, uh, erosion control. They were in charge of irrigation drainage, uh, the final rake before planting, and they were in charge of planting the grass itself. Uh, they did all of the hydro seeding of the native grasses. Um, they, their list of responsibilities was very long. Um, and yeah, they were a massive part of this. Uh, we were talking prior, and you mentioned that you are one of the very few people who can call themselves a native of Orlando, Florida. Uh, just, that is correct. Just about everybody else in that area is from away. How'd you get into the business? So getting into the business was kind of just, you know, kind of a fluke accident, to be honest. It, is for, it is for many <laughs> and and yeah, you know, and so my story, you know, is very similar. You know, uh, played other sports in high school, gave a shot, gave it a shot to play college football. Um, freshman year of college, you know, wasn't for me. 
it's a whole different game. You, you hear that story time and time again, you know, maturity level, everything wasn't there. Went back to Orlando and uh, that first summer, you know, needed a job. And there was a golf course there, Country Club of Orlando. It's an old Donald Ross and, you know, started mowing greens and raking bunkers and mowing rough. My first summer in college, fell in love with it. Um, was staying in Orlando to continue education at a university there. And over the next six months, you know, just kept doing more and more on the golf course. Um, there's a superintendent there, Jim Ellison. He was a kind of one of the first mentors I had and an assistant um, superintendent underneath him. You know, they kind of took me under their wing. And six months, a year later, I was still there working part-time. Uh, second summer, full-time, you know, they started getting more responsibilities on me, you know, from there, you know, after about a year and then the second year working part time, I'd started looking at it seriously as a career. And, you know, that's when Lake City came up and, you know, provided an opportunity to stay in the state, stay close to home, but continue my education in turf grass management. Um, and at the time, obviously, Lake City has a, had a very, very strong name in the turf grass world. Um, you know, so it was a perfect fit. You, you've been at, at uh, Wicker Point. What, a little over two years now, correct? Correct. So just about two and a half years, correct. Yeah. And I was in Dallas about five and a half years. Okay. Um, so, and I, I moved directly to Dallas after graduating in 2015 from Lake City Community College. You uh, were invited to the Green Start Academy. That is correct. I think it was in 2018, I think I attended it. It was an awesome experience, you know, uh, to, to spend some time with uh, fellow assistants, you know, get to know some people from different parts of the country and you know, different countries in general. There were several that had an immediate impact, whether it's management style, um, you know, just people to kind of mirror yourself after. You know, that was a really uh, fun experience to be a part of. So that brings us to uh, influencers or so. You uh, you mentioned there were some. Do you want to talk about anybody you, you might consider mentors or that you took uh, specific strategies or management styles away from? Yeah, you know, there's obviously been a handful over the years. Um, you know, Jim Ellison in the early years, you know, very influential in the school choice um, and getting me to enroll in a turf program, uh, you know, from there. Um, so I interned at the Atlanta Athletic Club. And at the time, Ken Mangum was the director of agronomy there, working underneath Ken and, you know, building a friendship there. He's been a very vital part of my career, a very uh, big part of it. The biggest mentor is Casey Kauf. And so Casey became, took over superintendent while I was still at turf school working weekends and holidays in Orlando. And, you know, when Casey took over at the Country Club of Orlando, you know, that, you know, getting to know him over about a year and a half before he moved to the Dallas area and took the job at Trinity Forest, uh, you know, that was incredibly huge. You know, um, I followed him to Trinity Forest. You know, he gave me my first shot out of turf school. We got to know each other very well during that growing and in the years since. So he's honestly had the, probably the largest impact on my career. Um, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for all of them. But, you know, Casey, you know, spending those six years or almost six years at Trinity Forest, you know, taught me a lot, prepared me well. Um, you know, I don't think I would have been able to take on a job of this size without his leadership and mentorship. 
during that my time there. Let's get back to um, Wicker Point a little bit. Did you have much say in uh, grassing equipment purchases, irrigation? Was that all basically preordained when you got there? Everything was still up in the air. I was lucky enough to come in and, you know, have conversations with Bill and Ben with ownership here at Russell Lands with uh, the golf pro, director of golf uh, over both Wicker and Willow Point. Willow Point's the sister course of Wicker Point um, owned by the same developer. You know, we, we were able to kind of sit down and talk and, you know, figure out what the goals were for the club, you know, what the uh, expectations, the standards, you know, and the work kind of backwards to figure out the turf type. We ended up settling on Zeon Zoysia. Um, you know, I think that's going to provide the best surface um, for our memberships more days out of the year, spring and fall, summer. You know, so that was a lot of fun, you know, purchasing equipment, you know, building the first equipment lease. We were having to buy equipment essentially before we had any holes shaped. So, you know, we're guessing, talking with Bill, talking with Ben, um, you know, trying to guess at grass amounts, talk uh, whether it's fairway acreage, greens, bunkers, rough. You know, we had really didn't have a full grasp of what the golf course would look like. You know, so trying to sit down with Beard, um, or at the time it was Granville Turf, uh, but what they are now Beard, um, you know, sitting down with them and get, trying to build an equipment package with, well, we think we're going to have this many acres of fairways, but not really truly knowing. Or, hey, look, you know, even staff, you know, I think I had numbers in my head, but, you know, things change quite easily when you're building a golf course and we went from certain numbers to this number you know so you know there's a lot of uh kind of on figuring out on the fly because of you know whether it was you know we were having to wait 18 months for equipment at that time you know we were lucky that uh we got everything on schedule we could not have done it without those partners taught me a lot learned a lot uh found out i was ill prepared for some of it uh, but, you know, that's where good mentors and good friends in the industry, you know, and great partners on the equipment, on the fertilizer, the vendor side, um, you know, being able to call people and, you know, and just kind of pick their brain. We always think we're ready for the next step. And, you know, some of us are some of us. And then you some, but you get there and you quickly realize, you know, you're not quite as ready as you thought you were. And there's always going to be times that you need to pick up the phone and call somebody and get a little bit of advice. I saw a little anecdote recently that said, uh, your best teacher is your latest mistake. Very true. Why make, why make any of them twice when you could, when there are so many new ones to make, right? So, so I'm uh, assuming it, it, that you're pretty much John Deere. Uh, yes, we are very large John Deere. I believe all equipment does a very good job at cutting grass. And, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to um, a fit at that point moment um you know willow point had a good relationship with the provider in the area and so uh john deere was a good fit um you know coming from trinity forest uh, you know, superintendents are creatures of habit we tend to fall back on something that we've done in our past and you know trinity forest had a very large uh john deere fleet and you know coming here it was obviously a comfort uh you know building an equipment at least for the first time um you know it's nice to be able to fall back to some things you've done in the past or had in the past we're a little bit off the beaten path here. Making sure that you're comfortable with who you partner with is also key. How about irrigation? What'd you go with? So that was Toro. Um, so we did uh, a Toro two-wire system. And then, uh, you know, so that was installed by Landscapes Unlimited. And, you know, I, I think Toro has a tremendous irrigation system. 
think the flexibility that Toro offers with some of their equipment um, on the irrigation side made it a no-brainer. Um, adjusting grass lines, adjusting sprinkler lines, you know, being able to adjust certain heads to do what you want. I think it's a, um, to me, it was uh, Toro was a good fit. Good. Uh, now you mentioned Zeon Zoysia. Is that wall to wall? We have a lot of it out here. Yes. Greens too. We are. No, we did not. So we did Tiff Eagle greens, and our fairways are very wide. Um, yeah, the course does have, the property does have a good bit of character and topography to it. You know, so at, and in Alabama, you know, you get 40 plus, 45, 46 inches of rain annually. You know, so erosion control is a big part of our uh, choice to sod. Uh, we did sod the entire golf course. Um, we weren't able to sprig just because of the rainfall on the slopes that we have out here. You know, and then we're also, I mean, we have several holes on Lake Martin, a handful more wind their way through creek bottoms, you know, so protecting the site, the environment was crucial. So, you know, as fast as we could cover the ground up, um, we, we, we did so. And so the zoysia grass, you know, I think for the surface, I think is a, is a very good grass um, for what the uh, stand and it's going to meet the standards of our members sodding it. And, and it did get a little bit wider than say the average corn Crenshaw course, um, some of the sodded areas. Um, you know, but that allowed us to secure the site at a faster pace than waiting for sprigs to grow in or hydro seeding other bigger areas and hoping that it grew in in time to hold the soil in place before the next rainfall. It, it's pretty guaranteed if you're in a drought, start building a golf course, I guarantee it, you'll get rain and a lot of it. Um, you know, and so that, sure. you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's like, clockwork. you know, if you're going to you break ground, you open up a new fairway, you will get a rainfall event very shortly thereafter. So forgive my ignorance as a Northern boy, but um, so that zoysia does not go dormant. I mean, it will stay green year round. Yes. I mean, so we had about half the golf course planted or a little over that going into this winter. Um, and we had the hard freeze right around Christmas, you know, and hard freeze for this part of Alabama is, you know, if you get into the teens for a couple of days, that's really, really cold. Right. Um, we got down to about 11, 12 degrees mm -hmm. um, for three days in a row, approximately. And we we're freezing for about five days. Uh, we we're below freezing or right above, right at freezing for about five of them. And, you know, it did go off color, but, you know, you could get down and pull apart the, the leaf tissue and find green stems. And, you know, it was off color for about three weeks and, about the fourth week, you know, we were back into the 70s because we, we live in the South. We do not stay cold for a very long time, which is awesome. Um, you know, by about the end of the first month after, um, you know, we were already green again or had had a greenish hue. Um, so it will stay green year round. It does green up earlier in the spring and it will stay green later into the fall. Did you do anything uh, unusual with your maintenance facility? Not really. Um, you know, designing. I was at, I was lucky enough to design it myself. I think we all. You know, you always uh, Who gets dream to do of that, that, right? You, you always get. You always dream of that. You know, and one of the classes at Lake City was. You know, it was on shop design and layout, and so you know, we built our own little shop, and we had to, you know, put put where all the uh, you know draw it out to scale so the equipment would all fit and break room and offices and all that. You know, and um, you know, when you go through it, 
you start to kind of lay things out and you start, you know, you start to try to estimate what your equipment fleet's going to be and your office space and your crew size, you know, I think it's always, it's difficult. You know, I think we did a pretty good job of that here. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that it's anything out of the ordinary. We are a single owner golf course. So there is a corporate office. So the need for things like uh, conference rooms, you know, we didn't need that here. You know, it's kind of an open style office. My office is the only really closed off area. Um, you know, the assistants, there's five of them and, you know, they just share one big space. I, I think if I was to offer any advice to myself two years ago is, uh, you know, always go bigger. Um, it's a lot easier to. Well, of course. It's it's always better to be a little bit oversized. You know, I think if I, if I, if I could do it all over again, you know, I cut a few things late um, that I wish I hadn't cut. I don't know if I'll ever have another opportunity to design and build my own shop. But um, if I ever do, you know, uh, I'll, there'll be a few things I'll take from this one. So thinking back to your um, prognostications, if you will, or forecasting about the, the number of pieces of equipment you had when you didn't really know how much fairway area you would have or stuff, how close did you come? You know, to be honest, there were a couple of things I was a little off on. Um, you know, a few things were self-inflicted. The space, everything fits inside, including tractors and every attachment. So from the space, why, you know, I, we got that right. Um, the equipment, will, there'll be some tinkering on the next lease package for sure. I never really thought about the difficulties of um, building a new golf course with the horror show that is now lead time for uh, equipment. I think that's gotten a little worse, hasn't it, since November 21 or what, whatever that time frame you were talking about? So I started in February of 21. By July of 21, I was having to order, even though we weren't expecting to plant grass until the spring of 22. Um, you know, that was at the time, uh, you know, most, you know, John Deere was about 12 months out, a little less on some pieces. Um, Tora was a little bit over that, 18 months. Um, but, you know, I think both of them are up and around that, you know, 18 months to two-year mark. Yeah, um, I'm here in 2025 for delivery yep. on new orders now. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine trying to be a, a superintendent in 23, trying to buy – or 22 was probably the worst, um, trying to come in and build an equipment package and, you know, just hope for the best that you're going to get something. There's nothing you can do. When a factory doesn't make anything, it's not like you can <laughs> go down the road and buy something different. I mean, everything we have is very specialized. Same thing with uh, pump stations. Those were for a period of time where six months out. I think ours was about six to seven months getting to eight months. I think wow. it got a little longer after that. Things that we used to take for granted, you know, you could get equipment within three months or six months if you depend on what it was or a pump station built really quick. You know, now all of a sudden you're know, waiting on, you know, whether it's irrigation heads, pump stations, I mean, depending on what pipe you, you choose, um, there's a long list of things you have to logistically work on prior to just saying, hey, let's go, let's go build a golf course. I saw some pictures of uh, landscapes um, putting in your irrigation and it looked like they were using HDPE. Is Correct. that pretty much standard these days? You know, I think I don't think I would ever want to be part of a build that didn't use it. Um, you know, that stuff is absolutely wonderful. People management. So 
you progressed from the assistant to the superintendent position at uh, Trinity Forest, and obviously you're you're starting off um, at Wicker Point building a crew. Anything that you, that you can share with us regarding things that you picked up, or maybe things that might be different that you do re- regarding, you know, recruitment, motivation, even down to uh, having fun. Most of us start on the staff, but you know, remembering some of the how some of some of the hard times when you're you know whether you're fly milling, you're walk milling in July, you know, trying to have an understanding and you know showing some sympathy for that, um, and you know helping them, you know, don't be afraid to jump on a walk mower and you know show them that you know you can still do it. Explaining the jobs, you know, explaining in detail why we are doing something that way it makes them feel like that what they're doing is a special job, um, you know, makes them understand, makes, gives them maybe a little bit more insight and makes them try just a little bit harder. So we try to fully explain and teach and explain and teach and keep going. Um, you know, hoping that of the event, eventually they kind of just, you know, they start to see the big picture and, you know, if you can get 10 or 12 people that see a big picture, you know, that, you know, that's a massive accomplishment. Um, you know, those people will be more engaged and they'll be more likely to stay and more likely to recruit. Well, I'm sure you're well aware that there's a nationwide uh, shortage of assistance. And I have some further insight into that now because you've got most of them. We've been very lucky. I, I, I will say this. Uh, I forget what, do what you do uh, with five assistants. How do, how do you how do you break up or allocate responsibilities with five guys? One does everything. Very simple. They, everybody does everything. Everyone does everything. They rotate running the crew. Uh, they all do irrigation repairs. They all spray. They all we spread our own fertilizer. Uh, you know, we all take turns doing it all. We all hand water. You know, and so the goal is, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, you know, job boards made. Whoever's on the crew goes out, make sure everyone's in the right spot, and you know, they're kind of on patrol. Whether it's uh, course setup, you know, small details, you know, then somebody, if there's a stuck head over on some, another hole, they're handling that. If we got a spray that day, somebody just jumps on the sprayer and they talk each day that they're, they know how to do everything or they should out there. So, you know, yeah. if we're short staff for a tournament, boom, they're on a walk mower, they're on a greens mower or they're on a roller, they're doing something mowing fairways. When everything's going well, you know, they are working on bettering themselves, preparing to be a superintendent. When things aren't going well, you know, they're part of the staff. They're out working with the guys, pushing sand and bunkers, rake and bunker, whatever it takes. What's your favorite product? Obviously, John Deere on equipment. You know, it'd be hard to say that that's not a favorite. Um, you know, I think during a grow-in, you know, you through two grow-in pro- processes, you know, Earthworks has been a major partner it's not just because i know they're a sponsor of the show it's not because of that not only Uh, that but they suggested that you might be a good candidate for this so i I am aware of that no but it's not that you know i think their products you know we put a lot like between here and trinity force um yeah i think we have seen their that product um or some of their stuff work um How how about a favorite process um Deep tine, bayonet tine, hollow tine, drill and fill, drive jack, vertical, rolling, anything out there that you really like to do? Uh, you know, personally, I think uh, top dressing fairways is, you know, it's a massive amount of 
stress and a massive commitment, um, especially when you have high acreage. If you can pull it off and you can do it, even if it's on different years and do, using kind of rotation, it's a fun process to go through and you know, see a whole fairway buried in sand. Is What do you uh, like to do for fun? Moving here has kind of shifted some of what we do for fun. You know, uh, my wife, Catherine, and I, you know, we've uh, been able to get a boat. You know, we've spent a lot of time on on Lake Martin. Um, you know, it's a it's 41,000 acres um, oh. and 850 miles of shoreline. I think we've gotten to pretty much seeing all of it. Summertime, it's a lot of boating. You know, football kind of takes over in the fall and winter. Um, you know, life slows down up here, you know, so a little bit slower pace of life. Um, you know, kind of get a chance to recharge the batteries, you know, whether it's going to see family, visiting um, people in Dallas or, or family in Orlando or, you know, traveling a little bit here and there. Um, you know, I enjoy golfing, um, occasional video game. Well, James, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Um, continued good fortune at uh, Wicker Point. Uh, best of luck to you. I, I usually like to say good fortune rather than good luck because good fortune is the result of concentrated effort. So on behalf of uh, Dryject and Earthworks, congratulations on being a rising star of turf. We will send you a box of swag that's got some nice stuff in there that uh, uh, on behalf of all of us. So with that, uh, we'll slam the lid on this today. Thanks for your participation. Sounds good. Thank you, Peter.